This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Right, welcome along. This is uh, podcast four of the season of the Shrimp's Trust podcast, Shrimpnet. So welcome along. Uh, today, Joel from the Trust and myself are joined by uh, the boardroom dynamo who's currently interrupting his uh, Greek holiday. So he's on foreign shores, so you'll have to excuse his uh, intermittent reception if he comes and goes. Welcome along, Charlie Appleyard. Thanks, Oh, that sounds a bit muffly again, but there you go. Lean forward. He's, he, he's, he was trying to relax on his bed. That is better. That's better, better. yeah. Uh, and from the dressing room, I'm absolutely delighted. We welcome our, our newest midfield maestro, our summer signing from Port Vale, Jake Taylor. Thanks for joining us, Jake. Good evening. So, uh, where do we start? Well, a good place to start is obviously the, the last weekend's, well, last two games, uh, Fleetwood, uh, with a one-all draw and a one-nil defeat at the Uni Bowl, um, I'll start with the Fleetwood goal. The game, guys. Um, Joel, celebrate! We scored a goal. <laughs> I know it's fantastic, and, uh, and it was a really nice hit as well. Uh, you know, we, we, we've seen some of the stuff that Art can do, and, and the kind of shots he can hit off that left foot. And you know, when he catches it properly, it's an absolute rocket. You know, that one at Charlton that he scored at the near post in the second half. You know. Their, their keeper barely didn't, barely saw it, and, and the same with that one. It's kind of almost a bit unexpected because he's in such a difficult position. But uh, yeah, the way he hits it is so so good. But then I think in that half, I think particularly towards the end of it, we kind of really saw what I think is the kind of pinnacle of you know what we like to call Derek Ball because I think he gets his reputation of being this kind of one nil or a bullshit house nick a goal here and there kind of thing. But really, like. You know, when we've seen it in full flow for a season, we've created a lot of chances. And I think we saw that at the end of this half, especially in that we kept it tight all half. We haven't really given Fleetwood much. And then towards the end of that half, obviously we get the goal. Maybe that gets our confidence up a bit. We'd have a little bit on the break already. But then we get, you know, a number of really quite good chances. And obviously we've had a, that succession of uh, corners as well, nearly turn, uh, turn one or two in from a set piece. So I think... You know, looking at that, that goal did kind of set us up a bit. I think maybe in the second half, maybe Fleetwood got a bit too much of the game. They were just able to have a bit too much territory and maybe we didn't quite push back enough at certain times. But we still had that chance with Dylan Conley. You know, we all know what a massive threat that pace he's got uh, running and behind. He's got his one against Shrewsbury and obviously this one against... Uh, uh, Fleetwood and, and and you know they've not gone in but they, they, they will do soon so you know let's not fret too much about that hopefully and then uh, yeah they've scored a very good goal I thought they had a lot of pressure without creating too many clear cut chances but yeah I think could have done the, maybe it would be nice to be able to try and ease the pressure in the second half but overall there's a lot of positives in that performance I reckon and uh, Jake what was the feeling in the dressing room after the game disappointed with the point or happy with it in the end I think from the boys' perspective, ultimately it was a disappointment. Uh, I think we should have put the bed uh, and the game to bed by half time. I think we should have been two or three goals up. Um, 
think we are not in the space of five minutes. We had three really good chances. I should have scored one myself. Um, but coming out of the game, we went into the game wanting to win. I think we looked at the game as, you know, an opportunity to get three points. Um, but yeah, the reaction from the boys was ultimate disappointment, like you just said. And uh, Charlie, a, 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 a decent crowd and a good sort of uh, a good sort of Lancashire derby atmosphere. Um, but when we look back at that, you know, it was a, it was a good point to get. We scored a goal, uh, and as Joel said, the, the the tactics from that game, certainly in the first half, they didn't really create much. So it looked pretty positive at half time, didn't it? No, it did, and it's just it's a common theme. We should have convert a few more chances. I think I had to attack, to go on the, the defensive or attack. So if you look on on Facebook on Sunday when the guy was saying about negative style of play and stuff, and I was like. You know, we do. We are actually doing really, really well, I think. And there's obviously some um, distractions going on as well, which isn't, isn't easy for the players, I'm sure. And um, we are uh, trying our best. And uh, we'll come to come to bottom game in a bit. But um, yeah, I think you know, John Abika is a proven goal scorer. I think you know people have been getting on his back a bit about not converting chances. He's hardly been in the team for two years. He, he, he snapped his hamstring off the bone last year. Yeah. <laughs> you know. He's getting back into it. He's going to score goals. Yeah, I think I think there has been criticism of John, and I, I do feel for him because, as you said, uh, this is probably the only ninety minutes he's had uh, has been sort of like in the last two weeks after nearly twelve months out. So it's it's hardly surprising really that he's he's you know he needs it. You know better than anybody, Jake, as a professional footballer, you can be as fit as you like, but you know, the speed of the game, you need games, don't you, to get up to speed with it. Exactly that. You need a run of games, probably five, six, seven games on the bounce to get up to match fitness. Um, and there's nothing that can replicate that. You can do all the training you like. Uh, nothing replicates, you know, the speed of the game and that match sharpness. And I think I'll, I'll come back to something that Joel said as well, which uh, I, I was quite flippant in my one of my Twitter feeds, where it's like we, we missed our now traditional one-on-one. Uh, which, bizarrely, when we come to Bolton, we didn't. But in the first three games, we did miss a one-on-one. We've had the same situation where we've got uh, got a person in uh, with a one-on-one situation and the keepers managed to stop it every single time. But the good thing is, we're, we're, at least, we're, at least, we're using Dylan's pace quite well, at least we're getting in those positions, Joel. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, like Tom made the, uh, Don Collins, and when he was on last week, made the point about Ash Hunter's three ball as well for that one. You know, there's some yeah. good build-up play and going into it. And I think, Actually, that one for Cole Stockton's against Peterborough, uh, that is a particularly good example of it, of where they've had the ball, they've tried to play out. Uh, Farron Rawson has come up to it, smashed into somebody on the halfway line, got the ball back. Then we've got Peterborough on the back foot when they're not really set up to defend. And, you know, that's what we, that's what we did for the the uh, uh, the one against Shrewsbury. Obviously, I think Cole's got it on the halfway line, turned on the break after Delaney's carried it out of defence when we were defending. And then for the, uh, oh, who was it? Uh, the Fleetwood one, I think they've not kept hold of the ball pro- pro- very well and Love's picked up on the halfway line. There's a little gap because their full-back's gone out of position and we've popped it in behind. So, you know, the, the, these chances are going to open up. We're set up in a way to try and, I think, I think in a way to try and exploit those situations and create those situations when they're going to pop up. So, yeah, hopefully one will be converted soon. Just just a touch back on the beaker as well, actually. that the uh, The Fleetwood game was his first ever 90 minutes with us. Yeah. So that'll be his first 90 minutes in a competitive league match in well over a year. 
yeah. in 30 degree heat. I mean, I was sitting in the stand in shade and I just feeling a bit stressed about the match, obviously. And I was shattered by half time. So I don't know what it would have been like running around there with the, the sun beating yeah, down. Yeah, we played three at home, unbeaten, beating the championship side on penalties. And we've had two difficult away games, once against the top central top of the league you know, at the end of the season, once against a brilliant Bolton team, right? It's not it's not panic stations at all. No, 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 no panic stations from us. And I'll move on to the Bolton game now. Um, it, it looked like we'd 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 re- reduced them to very few chances during the game, and they 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 did get increasingly frustrated. But obviously, just before half time, uh, there was a situation where the man turned in the box and obviously set it up nicely, and it was a it was a decent goal. But obviously, we didn't really come out of our shell until sort of like ten minutes from the end, and that's what the bit I found frustrating, and the fact that. It was still Bolton trying to get a second until 10 minutes from time. And then we finally, you know, Derek made a few changes, including Jet, and obviously we had a go. But um, ultimately, I, I came away not too, we came away not too disappointed, Joel. And that's a funny thing to say. I've really lost 1 0. Yeah, I think it's a tricky one with, with, with playing a team like, like Bolton, who are very good at keeping the ball, and, and the way they press is very, very good. I think when, when we win the ball back, I, mean, I noticed they were kind of swarming players around our. And that's that's a good tactic, and I think they, they were doing it quite effectively. I think w- when we say about going for it in the second half, it, it's a game of risk versus reward because there, there becomes a certain point in the game where you just have to go for it, and that that is the last ten minutes. But when you're only one nil down with a whole half of football to play, you can't always just absolutely hammer it up the pitch. And I think uh, you know if we if we look at the goal they did score, it's come from a situation where we're trying to break on them. I think we picked up the ball in midfield and I think Ash, 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 I can't remember what exactly happened, but we've tried to play a through ball. They've nicked it and then counted back on us when we were sending a few people forward to try and exploit it. And ultimately, that, that's been the goal that's done for us, not because they kind of wore down our defence, it's because they caught us when we were trying to counter them. And I think if you look at how solid we were defensively, I think, you know, you can understand why that's something they've had to exploit because it didn't look like they were going to really break us down just in their kind of preferred attacking method of just knocking it around and trying to move us about a bit because we were really solid. I thought, you know, Derek made a slight alteration with the formation and that worked really well, it looked like. So, yeah, I, I, there was a lot to be pleased about that performance. I think just we didn't quite get that that groove going in, 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 the, uh, uh, in the second half, especially, I think, Maybe they felt a bit more confident killing killing the game, just getting that goal before half time. But we didn't quite get that groove going to maybe link up a bit more in attack because I think we had that a little bit in the first half and we'd had a couple of tight offsides. But yeah, I think maybe that's partly them just feeling a bit more confident and being able to kind of take the ball off us and kill the game a little bit. And Jake, and Jake thought they, they, they attacked like a pack of wolves every time. The bottom players, about three or four bottom players. Closing down straight away on our players straight away. It must be quite difficult to create one second. Yeah, I think that was the point I was going to make, Jake. Jake, you came on and it was a difficult situation for you because obviously we are chasing the game. I know you had a shot and you were trying to be as effective as you can, but even with sort of like sort of 15 minutes left, they were pretty effective in swarming around the ball, weren't they? They were, and that's I think that's the philosophy. Obviously, their manager wants to implement that counter press, which I think many teams are doing now. Once you lose the ball, the turnover is you know their ultimate thought is to get the ball back, and it makes it makes it more difficult for you to you know get a, that first and second pass away, so you can break on their 
midfield and back four. Um, but I think you've got to look who we're playing against. You know, you're playing against a Bolton side with, you know, really good players. Um, and we see a, a massive budget for that level. Um, and I thought we held our own for, you know, last majority of the game. Um, and we defended, I think, really well in the game. And we, you know, I came close with Ryan's header off a set piece and um, yeah. good delivery. You know, yeah, very good delivery. And on another day that can go in, we come away with a point, and we, you know, we're talking about a completely different game. And again, there was a, another fantastic cross from Ash with uh, Farron Rolson's header as well, which, uh, you know, uh, about uh, a little bit, a little bit higher, a little bit to the left, and 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 that's a goal as well. And again, another quality delivery, and that's what Ash brings to it, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He's got that quality over dead ball um, scenarios, and you know, hopefully this season we can use that as a as a weapon. Uh, and uh, obviously, it's a massive goal threat for us. Uh, yeah, um, like I say, it's a straight. Oh, Charlie's gone again. Uh, oh no, Charlie's back. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, it was a strange one because a lot of people. Obviously, we took nearly eight hundred fans there on a Tuesday night, which is a good turnout. And a lot of people came away saying, "Well, you know, we we didn't really we didn't really deserve anything," and yet they felt quite heartened in the defensive performance. Jay, last season we conceded 88, 88 goals in the league. And uh, I, personally, I don't think we'll look like we're doing that. I don't think, I think we scored we scored 50-odd as well, but I don't think we might score 50-odd this season. But we don't look like conceding 88 goals at the moment. And that's that's where Derek wants to start, isn't it? Well, that's your basics. You know, if, if you've obviously got a great defensive unit, um, you know, the least you're coming away with is a point at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, we just need things to click in the forward areas, and you know the goals will come. Um, but there, your basics—that's your foundation, your defensive unit, and you know the back three, back fours. Um, on occasions this season, have been really good up to now. And so, moving on, um, the the forwards need to click, which needs perfectly into Charlie. I've got to ask you. Um, there's an elephant in the room. And it's called Cole Stockton. So uh, I know you're in Greece on your holidays, but can you tell us anything? What do you know? Um, is, is, is he is he on his way? Is he ill? Um, is he? Well, I know everything, but I can't tell you everything. That's fine. <laughs> but um, you know, the fact is, he has he he, he, he did call him sit like Derek said last Saturday. He has got a doctor's note signed off by the doctor. So you know, people who think it's. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's not real. It, it, yeah, it's especially signed by a doctor, so you can't argue with that. Um, he's uh, uh, they, like James said last week. We have we've only had a derisory offer, um, uh, two derisory offers via his agent, but um, we haven't had any official offers via clubs. Um, yeah, we, we're uh, we're just trying to work through it. So we'll see how it is. So uh, we 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 don't expect him back for Saturday then, really, because if he's off sick, he's off sick, isn't he? I don't think he'll be back. I, I, I can't I can't comment on that. I'm on holiday. I don't know about that, but um, I, I I don't know the exact answer to that question. I'm not sidestepping. I actually just don't know. But um, you know, we're trying to find some resolution. He is a contracted player from Open Football Club to the end of the season, as everyone knows. We don't want to lose him. We need we need we need some firepower there. But um, if uh, we just have to work through it. Right. Well, thanks for your honesty. 
Um, I'll move on quickly because obviously the coal situation has been one that's been bubbling under for a week or so. Uh, the one bit of good news that we had was obviously uh, managing to pinch Jacob Beddo from uh, Burnley. Uh, and as we know from last season, he's a very decent player at this level, Joel, uh, and a really happy signing. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, not quite in time for the the Stoke game last week, but now he's up. He's obviously came in the last few minutes against uh, Fleetwood, but then making his full debut on uh, on Tuesday night against Bolton. But yeah, I thought you know he kind of just picked up where he left off. Really, <laughs> I thought you know in that in the middle of that back three, I think that's a role he can probably do quite well, really, because. You know, the way he's able to carry the ball out of the back, it's, it's really good. And maybe we might not see as much of that uh, talent be able to shine against a, a team who are going to be up there like Bolton, but maybe against, especially against some teams lower down the table, we'll probably see his kind of distribution skills come into the fore a bit more. But, you know, he got stuck in, he won a few headers. You know, he's, he's, he's very, very good in one-on-one duels. He's very quick and mobile. So, yeah, great to have him back and just in another option for... What's shaping up to be a really, really strong set of centre backs? I'll come to you, Charlie. Now, I, I was saying um, the Jacob Beddow situation. Obviously, uh, the club are working hard behind the scenes and hoping to try and pull that off. How do we manage to pinch him from Burnley? Well, it's just a really great work by Greg. Greg again, really. He's, he's uh, been a great, great addition to the team. Like I said before, Greg Strong has brought a lot of good footballers to the football club, and Jacob was very keen to come back. We just had to wait. For a few more weeks, for a few um, pennies to drop in other areas, and then he can come along. We're delighted, and Chief's delighted as well. Yeah, I'm not so Chief. Yeah, Chief will be delighted. That's um, uh, for for Jake and everybody else who doesn't know. Chief is Jacob's dog, who Charlie and uh, a Morecambe bandana. He, Charlie got Morecambe FC dog bandanas made. My dog had one, <laughs> and he sent one to Chief uh, Chief Beddo, which is Jacob's dog last season. And it got lost originally, didn't it? Yeah, it turned up in the close season, which is good good timing. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, Chief's now wearing his, his good bandana. Um, <laughs> we're going to Oxford on Saturday. Um, we had mixed fortunes against Oxford. We lost 3-1 there away last season, but we managed to somehow beat them 2-1 at home. In, uh, and, and I do call it a smashing grab, because it was a smashing grab. But uh, Kassam Stadium, three-sided ground, Difficult place to go. They keep the ball on the deck. Their movement is absolutely fantastic, Jake. So it's a tough, going to be a tough encounter, isn't it? It will be, yeah. Um, similar to Bolton in terms of playing style. I like to keep the ball. I like to play it. Play passes about the pitch. Um, and their manager's been there quite a while, so they know what they're doing in terms of, obviously, philosophies. Um, like I say, it'll be a tough test, but, you know, like you just mentioned there, you had a good record against them last year and hopefully it can replicate it this year. Uh, particularly the home game, uh, we played particularly well. Trevor Carson made one of the greatest saves I've ever seen live. But uh, the away game, uh, it was a difficult place to go, but we gave them a good game. Yeah, definitely. We did, we, did, we did give them a good game. I think a lot of their fans came away saying how impressed with they've been with some of our football. And I think it was really good at times, but we were just probably, you know, we were in that phase when we were a bit soft defensively. I know that was a lot of last season, but I think particularly around that point, we were quite gentle. Uh, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a, bit, you know, like we said, it was, a, it was a fun day out overall. But, I mean, looking at this season, they've probably not had the best start that, that they probably would have wanted. And they've made some, you know, decent signings towards the back end of the window. They kept all the camera brand again, which is pretty good. But uh, just looking at some of the numbers, you know, they've not created a great deal. Uh, and they've bought at the flip side, they look like they're being quite miserly in defence. So, 
not too dissimilar to ourselves, really, I guess, in many ways. So it could be, yeah, I think we're nailed on for about 3-3, I'd say. Yeah, probably. If I if I predict a nil-nil, it's usually the bloody opposite. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So moving on, we've got we've got the Carabao Cup. We had the uh, the 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 finest five penalties you will ever see uh, against Stoke City. Um, we've got Rotherham away at the New York Stadium. Um, it's it's a bit of a free hit on Tuesday night, isn't it, Jake? We can we can just sort of like go there with uh, no expectation and just sort of like have a go. No, like you say, there's no expectation on our part. Um... Apart from obviously going into every game wanting to wanting to win, um, we know it'll be a tough test against a team a level above us at the minute. Um, but like we proved against Stoke, we could we can more than hold our own, and hopefully we go there with a positive performance and try and get through to the next round. It would be nice. Uh, would you take penalties? <laughs> I would take penalties. Yeah, going off uh, obviously the last. No, penalty no, the time. Round was really penalties, good. Isn't he? No, no extra time. It's great. Well, it, it, I mean, you know, this this is a really strange situation because uh, our history of the penalties is not great. But we did, the last penalty shootout we were in was in the Carabao Cup against Grimsby uh, a couple of seasons ago, and we did win that. But then if I look back at all of our penalties over the, even in the uh, Papa John's Trophy and what have you, it, it doesn't matter who we're playing, we're usually Artley Pool, whoever. It's just like, oh God, we've got penalties. We might as well just let shake hands, walk off. And then, strangely, against Stoke, I suppose it helped that, that the guy, their guy, first guy, skied it, and it's still going in geostationary orbit around the moon. But um, everybody was as cool as a cucumber then, Jake. Was it Was it everybody going, yeah, I'll take one, I'll take one, I'll take one, or what? Well, I think the order was picked before that penalty kit was taken, to be fair, so I don't think you can put it down to that. Um, but, no, like you say, there were quality penalties. Uh, I think the lads must have been practising in the week. <laughs> uh, in case you got to that, but um, no, I reckon that first penalty gave the lads confidence to go ahead, um, and it always gives you that psychological edge if you can obviously get ahead in the penalty shootout and go on to win it. So that was never in doubt, Joel. Um, in the Rotherham game, we we played particularly well. Well, in both games again last season, we lost we lost three 0 on aggregate to Rotherham, and the home game we give them a right scare. And bizarrely, I actually think one of our best performances of the season was away at the New York Stadium when we created far more chances than them. Their keeper made two stunning saves, one from John Abika, low to his right, and they won 2-0 with the only two chances they had. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think in fairness, they created a little bit. On, uh, I think I remember Trev made a really good save onto the post. But okay. yeah, overall, I think we we probably at least deserved a point from that one. You know, their keepers made some unbelievable saves. Uh, Bennett's had a goal ruled out for... I don't think for very, very little, very soft goal to be ruled out. So, yeah, I think it shows that we can trouble a team like Rotherham. I know, obviously, they will have tried to strengthen this summer going into the championship. But at the same time, maybe they'll try and rotate a little bit come uh, come this game in, in, in the Carabao Cup this year, as a lot of managers do, especially against kind of lower league opposition. So, yeah, I think while it sort of is a little bit of a free hit in that, you know, the expectation will be on them to win at the same time. You know, I don't think we're that vast underdogs, you know, we're not at the bottom of League Two anymore. Uh, so uh I think you know there's, there's I think there's you know there's every reason to be positive about being able to get a, a result from it, especially if if you look at our performances against them last season. And I and I think um like anything else, if we go to 
we're all the same. We're all pretty positive. If we go to Oxford and put on a decent show at Oxford, that will surely help again Tuesday night, won't it, Charlie? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Oxford haven't had the best season, have they, so far, I don't think. I mean, um, you know, they've, um, they're they they're luck, they're luck, a bit low on confidence. I hope we can go there and get a result and, uh, and uh, you know, the good performance. And, uh, you know, people were saying that we're disappointed about the, the draw of Rotherham, but we've got a good history with them. We, we, we played well the last two times, played against them. We had a good result in, in our, how many years ago was it? 10 years ago? 15 years ago? Ooh. Oh, is it that? Is that the five four one with the uh, Jack Dunn's Jack Dunn's my, 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 uh, my yeah. twinkle yeah. so yeah. it's, it's still an exciting game, you know. We should, like like Jake was saying, we, we take five penalties like that again. We'll definitely take a penalty shoot, don't we? Oh yeah, without a shadow, I take I take penalty shoot out against anybody on them five penalties. <laughs> the only one that any the guy got anywhere near was Shane McLaughlin's, and uh, Shane hit it that low and hard that he dived over it. That'll do for me. Long may that continue. But I mean, obviously, we'll see what happens. And as Jake's already alluded to, Derek, Derek sends us out there to be tight and not give anything away. But he wants to win every game, doesn't he, Jake? Yeah, so he should, and so do the lads. Um, I don't think you go into this game, go into any game wanting to, you know, not win. Um, you know, and that starts on Saturday. And obviously, you alluded to the cup. We want to progress as far as we can in the cup because uh, we know it brings financial rewards for the football club. So. Um, and hopefully, if we get through on Tuesday, we can get a, you know, a big draw and like, visit, um, you know, the likes of Tottenham like you did last year in the FA Cup. Yeah, I know why you signed for us now. <laughs> <laughs> You've just let it slip. <laughs> so, so we'll we'll come to yourself now, uh, and obviously, um, from from Manchester, obviously born in Manchester, um, and uh, just be, just before I get going here. Uh, I, I was in the I was in the home end about twenty past two last Saturday, and I got a call off a, a mate who was in the seats, and uh, he said, it, it, uh, "Can you do me a favour?" I said, "Yeah, of course I can." And he said, "Can you can you point? Can you, I, I've just been speaking to a chap while queuing for me pie, and can you point us in the direction of who we would need to contact to try and get picked up on the supporters coach?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I think I know. Yeah, if you if you contact so and so and so and so in the club shop, they're responsible for it, and I think they'll be on the coach soon." So, he, so I sent him all the details, and he texted me back saying, "Oh, thanks very much. I've just found out it's Jake Taylor's dad, and he wants picking up. He, he wants picking up because he's coming from Stockport. Is that right, Jake? <laughs> 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 supporters coach? <laughs> yeah, not quite Stockport. He loves it. He loves it. To be fair to him, obviously, my past clubs, he's always gone on the, the supporters coach. Uh, gets involved. Gets involved with all the fans. So yeah, he's he's been known for for doing that. Yeah. Oh well, that's that's great. <laughs> I just thought it was a great story, and I thought, yeah. well, it, it, ideal because obviously it's fresh in my mind. When Ryan said, "Oh yeah, I've got you, Jake Taylor," I was like, "Oh, brilliant! I can tell that tale and, and rat on his dad." Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'll be right a... on that coach. Yeah, so as, as I warn anybody on the coach, don't go slagging Jake off too much. He's sadly <laughs> watching over you. Watch it. They've all been. They've all listened to this on the coach. They're going to Oxford on Saturday. They'll all be like, "I thought Jake did well." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What about Farron Rawson? Oh, he was crap. His dad's not here. <laughs> so obviously I think he's used to it that way anyway. <laughs> so you, you got you got picked up by by Forrest um when you were pretty young. Uh and then obviously you did you did a loan uh, at Port Vale, you did a, a scum thought. Port Vale, you did so well that they actually uh, pinched you off Forrest. 
Um, and you, you had a really, really good time at Port Vale, didn't you? I did, yeah. I really enjoyed my time at, at the Vale, um, especially my first loan spell, um, going back two seasons now. Um, and going off that, I decided to sign back permanently with the club. Um, didn't go as the plan as probably the first time round, but that was probably difficult to do. Um, struggled with injuries last year. Um, didn't play as much as I probably thought I would do. Um, but on the whole, I really enjoyed it. And um, obviously, it's a great club and obviously, I have fond memories there. Cherry on the top, though, has got to be uh, MOM at Wembley in the playoff final, hasn't it? Well, I didn't officially get MOM. I went to James Wilson. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but uh, but all the when we signed you, every single Port Vale fan who came onto our website went. He was man of the match on the on the Wembley game, didn't he? <laughs> I'm not. Right. And most of the time, they actually when we signed the player, they come along and go, "Oh, he's crap. You're yeah. getting relegated." So <laughs> it was a nice change. <laughs> Because they all said you were fantastic at Wembley. So, I mean, if, if you're going to make your name anywhere, that's that's the place, surely. Yeah, the home of football. It's um, That was a great, a great occasion. Um, I made better that we won, obviously, on the day. Um, just a shame that <laughs> the fans weren't the Sky Sports pundits and I could have gone on with the MOM trophy. But yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's the, so the thing is, Sky Sports pundits, they know nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> but I, it's funny because... Um, obviously, that when you do when you come on a, like this, obviously I, we look at your career and we go on Wikipedia and what have you. And the quote that I liked on Wikipedia was, um, and it was it was I think it was the assistant manager or the interim manager at Port Vale had said, uh, well he, he had a great game at Wembley because he was spraying two footed passes all over the park. And I'm like, oh, that's a setup, that isn't it? Which it is. It's going it's to be hard to live up to that. It is, yeah. It is, yeah. But, um, obviously, going in the future, under playing for Morecambe, we can have we can have days like that in the future. Um, but no, like Saturday, you say, is starting on Saturday, like you say, yeah, starting on Saturday. But hundred um, percent no, record at Wembley, Jake. Hundred percent record. Hundred percent, yeah. One in one. So, and we've got three out of continue. three. We've got three out of three. We've never lost at Wembley either. So we're a good, we're a de- definitely a good match here. You've signed for the right club. I'm telling you, you've signed for the right club. Let's make it four and four. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I like. I like positivity. And, and uh, even if it is the playoffs, we'll win the penalties. I'll tell you now. <laughs> so looking at looking at when it when it became obvious that um, you know Port Vale were honest with you and said you're probably going to be you know not one of the first three in the midfield three for this season. Did you then think? Uh, well, I'll tough it out, and somebody might get injured. Or, or when you heard the interest from Morgan, we were like, "Well, actually, I, I like what Derek's got to say." Yeah, exactly that. Um, I had a few conversations with Derek, um, and I knew my my game time wouldn't be um, as what I'd want it at Vale this year. Um, and as a football player, you, it's a short career, so you want to get as as many games as you possibly can. Um, Derek obviously explained his ideas and, you know, and it really made my mind up to, to want to come and play for him and, and the club. Um, and that was ultimately the decision I made. And um, now I'm looking forward to getting as many games as I can this season. So your dad didn't say, oh, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit nearer than, it's a bit nearer than Stoke. So, yeah, go there because I'll, 
you know, I can get a coach easier. What does that have to do with it? <laughs> no, he'll, he'll travel length and depth for the country. He's not bothered. He's not that bothered. <laughs> but he doesn't want to drive. <laughs> no, no, no. He can't, he can't get his head around that. He has to go past his house to come back. So, <laughs> so you just got, you just have to firm it and get on with it. Right, I'm going to hand you over to our uh, our team interrogator now, mm-hmm. John. Who's I, I haven't ruined any of your questions, have I? No, I think I think there's been a, a good degree of separation on it. So, oh yeah, on you go. But I yeah, notice him taking a drink then because he's frightened. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've built me up a bit much, haven't you? But, uh, but no, well, firstly, I kind of want to ask, because obviously, I think we mentioned about before, seeing what people say on Twitter, and obviously, you take it with more than a pinch, you take them with a handful of salt, really, because it's a lot of it is nonsense a lot of the time. But obviously, in this case, they were actually being quite nice about you, so I'm happy to take that. Uh, but uh, in terms of the style of play, I, I was reading a few different things, and, and there was so much kind of said, like, some people it made it out like you were kind of almost like a Jorginho kind of style deep line playmaker and other people you read it and, and, and they make it out that you were kind of like a number 10 type. So I just kind of wonder what, is there any kind of particular midfield mold you see yourself in? Probably in the middle, <laughs> not a 10 <laughs> and not a deep line. Um, no, I can play all roles in the midfield to be fair, uh, depending on how the manager wants to set out. Um you know, I can play box to box, I can play deep line, I can play just off the striker. Um, but which I'd like to think prefer? of myself. Which do you prefer? Which do I prefer? Yeah. Um, what do you like to play? I like to think of myself as a forward thinking player, so probably further up, maybe as an eight or a ten. Um, so getting in the you, box? Yeah, it gives you license to go and get goals and get assists and, you know, get further up the pitch. Um, so out of the three roles, I'd probably, probably prefer that one, but it doesn't. I don't mind either one. Because I, well, I guess that kind of ties in quite. Because obviously, I don't know if you saw what he said, but obviously, Derek kind of made a comparison with with Aaron Wilde to yourself, and and he, he, how he kind of sees you as somebody who's kind of who is it going to be able to kind of make those late runs into the box, and is that something you've kind of been looking to kind of get into your game a bit more? Yeah, it's something sure I can add. Um, can add more goals to my game. Um, and, you know, you look at the players, like you just mentioned, um, you know, it's something that I can, you know, bring to the team and try and implement in my game. Um, hopefully I can start that on Saturday. So kind of looking back at the transfer itself, obviously we've kind of touched on it a little bit already, but kind of reading a lot around it, like it sounds like Derek was very keen to get you and was... Uh, kind of made it clear that you were going to be quite a big player for him and I think he's made that clear publicly I, I, obviously I don't know what's been said myself, but I, that's been the impression I've got but when when a manager kind of does go out there kind of and says you know I, I really value I think he said he tried to sign you before how how is that a really big selling point for you as a player when making the decision over a transfer yeah it means an awful lot uh, you know as a player that's you know the one probably thing you want 100% trust from your manager um, and maybe I've I've not had that in, in my past uh, past clubs um, on a you know consistent basis, um, and it's something that he, he really sold, and you know he made it clear to me that I, you know I'm going to be a big part of his of his team this season, um, and then yeah, like you say, it, it meant a re- really lot, and it gives you the confidence to go out there, no matter if you have one or two bad games, um, that he still has that trust in you to go out and, and play for him. So obviously now, now, now you're here, you're obviously settling in with uh, a lot of the new players as you do in a new club. And I think 
watching over the opening games, I think just in general in football, I think kind of being good at attacking is quite difficult because, you know, you're trying to break people down and, and find gaps and break up teams who are often quite organised. So, I mean, from your perspective as, as a, a player who's got some attacking responsibilities, is it quite hard to kind of learn to gel and kind of learn where everybody's going to be when you first start playing with them? It can be, yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you you see stories where players click straight away. Um and others maybe takes a little bit of time. You know, certain players make different runs to, you know, um, to one another. Um, but like you say, the, the team's pretty new and it'll, it'll take time for us to gel and, you know, build them relationships. Um, but it's something that we're working on in training and hopefully it can come to, to tuition in, you know, on game day on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. So looking back to last season just again, uh Obviously, it ended quite nicely with Wembley, but it's and you know looking into it, it looks like it was quite a frustrating one with with that injury kind of taking you out for quite a long amount of time. So was that a bit of a, a tricky period, especially after kind of joining on the big three and a half year deal and then to have a season a lot of it taken away by injury? Yeah, it was probably the toughest toughest period yet that I've experienced. Um, just for the case that it was just the one injury and it kept reoccurring. Um, it was so frustrating you know you do everything right you do your rehab right and you know for it to keep breaking down and miss big portions of a of a promotion winning season it ended up being um, it was really difficult but I ended it on a you know a good note and um, you know hopefully that um, I can you know stay fit for longer periods this season and you know try and get as many games as I can. So just on, on that kind of little final run at the end of the season, I know, we've kind of touched upon it already, obviously speaking about John Abika, but you came in, I think it was at the beginning of April, I think it was, I was looking at earlier, you came back in and then you ended up starting two, I think you came up for the second half and the first one, didn't you, the playoff games and then started the next yeah, two. First sack, yeah. So when you're kind of in that lead up to the playoffs, when you're coming back for an injury and trying to get sharp again, is there anything you try and do to kind of, get that match level of sharpness? Very little that you can do, to be honest with you. Um, you know, you need the games to to get that sharpness. Um, but I was lucky enough that we had a really good team, really good spirit last season. Um, and, you know, you, you knew, obviously, the style of play that we, try, we was trying to play and it's it was easy just to fit in. Um, but, um, you know, regards to match fitness, I didn't... I didn't have it 100% um, because obviously I was out for, you know, such a long period of time from the new year to, to April, like you've just said. Um, so I didn't really play with, you know, that 100% match fitness. Um, kind of just, you know, try to perform as, as well as I could under the circumstances. Very interesting. Yeah, uh, back to you, Freeze. So um, looking at looking at the, the final question from me, Jake, um, obviously Derek sold the club to you. Uh, we're not the richest club in the world. We haven't got the best resources. We haven't got the, we haven't got the biggest crowds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we are small, and you know we're a really tight family now. Um, what What was your first impressions uh, of playing? First of all, in the, some of the friendlies in the ground, and then obviously the two home games we've had at four and a half thousand, nearly five thousand there on one occasion. Um, is it is it a little cauldron? Does it help? It does help, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, you know, you got the big stand, and then 
you know, that it's really tight-knit behind the goal as well and it creates a really good atmosphere. Um, so, no, I, I enjoyed it and um, it's a, a nice place to play. Um, and hopefully we can start picking up some wins at home um, and it gets more, it gets more louder and uh, a better atmosphere around the place. I think the one thing that has helped, and it is worth mentioning on the podcast, that uh, Rob the groundsman, uh, I know he was, uh, you know, he wanted, there were certain things that he wanted over the summer, and I know that he, he fought tooth and nail to get them. Uh, but in my opinion, that pitch has never looked better, guys, has it? It looks absolutely super. Yeah, really, really nice, it's yeah. an absolutely fantastic job. It does look like Wembley. And uh, that's that's probably, you know, uh, in, in years gone by, Jake, we've had a pitch which, Sort of like from February till May has been <laughs> big clumps of grass missing, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I don't think that's going to happen this year. So when you're playing the Sheffield Wednesdays and the Derbys, they're going to come and we're rolling out a carpet. Is that the right thing to do? Yeah, maybe we should get out there and kick the pitch up a little bit. <laughs> Just to re- Sorry, Rob. <laughs> well, he has. He's done a fantastic job as Rob. And I think it's worth mentioning on here because I know that the board have backed him. And I know he fought tooth and nail to say, I want this grass seed and I want that and I want the other and blah, blah, blah. And it, it, in my opinion, it's never, ever looked better. It's look, it looks absolutely superb. So well done, Rob. So, Charlie, um, anything happening? Uh, well, obviously you're on holiday. Um, and you, so you, I'm sure you've kept, you're keeping us up to date with what's happening um, off the field with Ben and everybody else. Yeah, um, there's a few things about the... Uh ground safety which we're looking at following the Fleetwood game which we'll report back on Ben's got a good a good um, review of the year his first year in the job to come out in the next week or so which is really really good I've seen that and um, trying to get through the transfer window and uh, get the squad as strong as possible to try and uh, get in the playoffs and get Jake to Wembley Yeah for penalties at least um, yeah. Interesting um, we wish Wes McDonald well at Hartlepool uh, always sad to see the players depart. Didn't quite work out for him. Um, we, I think we we're all expecting... man of the match. Isn't I saw on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Man of the match. We we're all expecting big things from Wes, weren't we, Joel? So it's sad that it's not worked out. But perhaps League Two was, you know, just a, a step too far. I'm not sure. What do you think? Uh, it's it's just transfers. It's what happens sometimes. You know, we've we've signed players who've not done very well at a previous club. Uh, as I alluded to before, all the fans have come on and told us we're getting relegated and, and whatnot. You know, I remember Bradford and Carlisle fans uh, giving us a right load of stick when, when we signed that night Percival, and he was one of the best players at the match when we won at Wembley. So, you know, it is a division below, and maybe it's just, you know, a bit of TLC, slightly lower division, just a little bit of a reset sometimes he needs a football. Interestingly, right? though, on the pod at the moment, we've got Jake Taylor. Jake Taylor's probably the only person we've ever signed in the last three years when no one on Twitter said anything bad. No, <laughs> this, is, this is what I was alluding to, Jake. Seriously, everybody had nice things to say about you. So I'm thinking, oh, crikey. It's like, it was like when you arrived, the Twitter feed went mad with people saying nice things. People come on the message board and said nice things. And I was like, I think he's, I think he might be Jesus reborn here because he's <laughs> no, nobody's got a bad word to say about you. Tell something bad about yourself, Jake. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Um, but as you can imagine, fan, you know, some some football fans can be very fickle. You know, one week you're Maradona, the next week you, I don't know, someone awful. But um, no, nah, I had a great relationship with the Vale fans, and um, obviously, you've, like you said, they've said nice things. I don't actually have Twitter, so I, I wouldn't know. I don't read that sort of stuff. Um, 
but no, you're right. Say, no. Good, good. Good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but you've still got to tell us what's your worst habit. Tell us something. Tell us. I need to know that you're not the second coming. I need to know. Worst habit? Oh, you'd have to ask me missus about that one. I'm not too sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Get, get her in quick. <laughs> she's actually I bet, at work in a minute, so I, I bet you she's got more than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could imagine. So just um uh, a quick update from me. I was at a, a meeting last night um with Rod Taylor, Les Taylor, Lawrence Bland, uh who else? Quinny, Ben Sadler, Martin, uh ex-players, Jerry Farrell and Graham Byram. And we we we're getting together at Les Taylor's request to uh, try and formulate a plan to form a former players association, which is always a nice thing to do. Um, and we've all been set off our separate ways to sort of talk to ex-players. And I've been in contact with quite a few today. We're all very, very keen to get involved. And uh, I'll tell you more about it when we know a little bit more about it. But suffice to say that there's going to be quite a few ex-players turning up for uh, a lunch and a get together in the local choice suite and I'll meet up with the fans. Uh, against, I think it's the Pompey game on November the 12th, so that's something to look forward to uh, and I'm sure you'll, uh, you know, fans out there will be keen to get involved. We've got uh, already confirmed people like uh, Jim McCluskey and Ben Lavelle and uh, Andy Grimshaw, the Yard Dog and uh, people from the past uh, who've, who've done brilliant things to get this club to where it is in League One and wouldn't be where, wouldn't be where we are without them, so I think that's, it, it's nice to see that a lot of players uh, ex-players still look upon their time fondly at Morecambe, which is nice. And much like you said about Port Vale, Jake, it's always nice when you look back at a time and think, yeah, I've enjoyed myself for it's time to move on. And that's that's the, the, the wanderers of a footballer, isn't it? It is, yeah. And sometimes it can be rare to, you know, to come across. But, um, you know, when you have that affiliation with a football club, it's like, like I've said, it, it can be rare. Um, but no, like you say there, it's... Um, it's good to hear that obviously former players really enjoyed the time here. Um, not that can be the same. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, Joel, it, um, anything from the trust? Obviously, it's the AGM next Thursday. Yeah, that, that's kind of the, the headline thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the AGM is on is on Thursday. Uh, it's, is it the local choice suite, isn't it? It's known yeah. as now. God, yeah, I just don't want to trip myself up there. But uh, yeah, 7pm, I believe, uh, 25th of August. The club, obviously, feel free to come along. Uh, uh, keep an eye on Facebook for any updates about it. But yeah, should be a good one. And from that point of view, we'll have to record on Wednesday then, won't we? Yes, very possibly. <laughs> oh, they, uh, the semantics of it. Um, I don't think there's anything else on my list to talk about. Nope, there isn't. Um, we've done everything that we can. Uh, suffice to say that we hope Jake's dad gets sorted out and he's on the coach to Oxford. Um <laughs> Uh, has he got a Morecambe scarf yet, Dave? Not yet, no. I'll have to try to buy one. Yeah, he's got a one. Has he got a dog? Um, has he got a yeah, dog? Has, yeah. He's got two. He's got two. Oh, you're in, Charlie. Yeah, he's got two. What's he got? He's a... Has he got bandanas? Do they like bandanas, the dogs? Yeah, no. Do they wear like them? them? Yeah, they'll wear them, for sure. For sure. I'll, I'll let you, when we go off air, you can get his dad's address and off you go. <laughs> what, what, what's your dad's name, Jake? David. Right. And mine now, what's the dog's name? Oh, <laughs> Bella and Molly. Bella and Molly, yeah, excellent. There you go. Cool, sort it out. 
Bella and Molly Taylor will be uh, wearing dog bandanas on the walk next week. Hopefully he gets a scarf when he's on the coach. Everybody on the coach, be nice to him. <laughs> so if you if you stop in if you stop in uh, somewhere near Manchester to pick a fan up, you know who it is. Yeah. Um, this yeah. has been Shrimpnet episode four. Um, we're always positive, um, despite the trials and tribulations of what's going on with uh, miscreant centre forwards and not scoring enough goals and you know, whatever. Everything's good in the world. Um, please join us again next week when we can talk about uh, Jake opening his account with a 30-yard screamer at Oxford uh, and also uh, a bizarre own goal that leads to penalties and us winning at Rotherham. There you go. That's my predictions. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, Joel, thank you very much. Cheers, Freeze. Jake, thanks for joining us. I hope we, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I, 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 you can say to everybody in the dressing room, oh, that was a doddle. I'd go on again. <laughs> Even if you're lying. No, I'll say good things. Don't worry about that. Good man. Well, you should do, because your, your dad's going to end up with two dog bandanas. <laughs> Charlie, enjoy the rest of your holiday. Uh, come back tanned and interesting, as you always are. And thanks for your input, as always. Thank you. And uh, this has been Shrimpnet episode four. We'll, we shall see you on the terraces. Take care.